Welcome, welcome everybody to the first annual Copies Awards 2024. My name is Daniel Carroll and I am joined by my co-host, Captain N. Welcome to the first annual Copies. Now, the reason why we call this the Copies is because the Carolees don't sound that fun. But I guarantee we're going to have just as good a time as any other award show. I can guarantee you that that might come out round about the same period. But we're here. We've got several awards. It's going to be a fun night, isn't it, Captain N? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've uh, got my best tuxedo on. I've done my hair and I found the most beautiful woman to walk down the red carpet. I'm ready to go. You're doing better than me because I'm sitting here in my underpants with a sunburn. So you're doing far better than me. Thank God this is being done online. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd probably be asked to leave my own reward show. Re reward show. <laughs> There's the first <laughs> slip-up. There's going to be plenty of slip-ups of the night. Probably my nipple as well. But we've got plenty of awards going through. Right, so we shall get to the first award, shall we? And we will get, well, let's go. Let's start off with a banger, shall we? The best retro game I've played this year. Now, this year being 2023, I'll clarify that. And I have played a lot of games this year. Holy shit, have I played a lot. You lot keep me busy, don't you? Oh, yeah. We, we like to make sure that you have no family time there. So uh, I don't know why you got a dog, because you're not going to have time to pet him. Just send him my way. <laughs> yeah, Pat arrives. By the time you listen to this, everyone, Pat will be here. Pat will be here. And yes, I'll have no time for Pat. Patting will not get pat. That is the end of it. So yes, I have played so many games this year. Some have been great, some have been rubbish. But these are the ones which I think have been absolutely fantastic. So, to go through the bet the nominations for the best retro game I played this year. Symphony of the Night. Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War. Advance Wars 1. Contra Hardcore and Paper Mario. And the winner of the best retro game I played this year is... Castlevania Symphony of the Night. What can you say about this game? It's an absolute banger. It took me a while to get into it, I have to be honest. But once I did get my teeth into it, it was so much fun. Everything about it, platforming, music, even the plot was just great. No, it's uh, one of those games that's on my list to play someday, but uh, you're ahead of me on that one. I'm not a big Castlevania or Metroid, or I guess Metroidvania fan in general, but one day I'll get to it. But I think a worthy winner. I think if you're going to give me a runner-up for that, runner-up would have been Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War. But the only thing that stopped that was like, oh my god, the levels are so long. For every good game, there are stinkers. There are stinkers where I've been asked to play them, and as I always say, good or bad, I will play these video games. And some of them and have you been played absolutely. some of the bad ones. Oh, I have played some of the bad ones. Because, <laughs> as we always say on the show, I'm not just going to do every game I love, because I'm not just going to suck a game's dick every episode, because that would be boring. And sometimes I have to break people's dreams when they come at me and say, Danny, Danny, this was a really good game for my childhood. Can we talk about it? And I'll go, okay, and then I'll ruin it. And there are plenty, trust me. Oh, how many times have you uh, played a game from your childhood that you have these great memories over and it just turns out to be an absolute dud as an adult? Oh, God, so, so many. Uh, it, the list keeps growing, unfortunately. And we better go into that list now just to rip off that Band-Aid. The nominations for the worst retro game I played this year. Power Rangers for the Game Boy. 
Friday the 13th for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Spectrobes for the Nintendo DS. Bubsy 3D for the PlayStation 1. Breath of Fire 2 for the Super Nintendo. And the winner for the worst retro game I played this year is... Oh my god. Breath of Fire fucking 2 for the Super Nintendo. Holy shit, do I hate this game. I know you like it, Captain N, but I fucking hate it. It's uh, no, I'm uh, I'm still playing it. I actually, uh, somebody contacted me about playing another game for another podcast, and I immediately dropped Breath of Fire 2 to pick up the other game, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll have to listen. Might as well be call, called the going back and forth simulator, because that's all you tend to do is go back to the start point, and then to the next city, then back to the start point, then the next city. I've, uh, there will be an, a 50 point video coming out on the YouTube channel, Retro Wars channel, to basically say why I hate this game. 50 points <laughs> I came up with, and it wasn't even me trying to think of things like, oh shit, I'm really struggling here. No, these 50 points came quite easily to me. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to disagree on a lot of them. Again, solid core of an RPG, poorly executed. Very poorly executed. Now, we all love a bit of sports. Sports, 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 kickball, drive, cars. Yes, we have to try and cater for every single type of gamer. Although I do love my foosball, I'm not a big sports person when it comes to video games. I'm just not, as some people are. So for the sake of that, we have to have a category for the best racing and sports games. Yeah, and it was um, a very short category. We kept off the Maddens, the Golfs, and all that stuff just because, uh, as a Canadian, I don't like anything outside of just normal hockey. And you'll yeah. find that very interesting on this list. See, that's the thing when it comes to normal sports. I love I love tennis, I love golf, I love football, I love cricket. I'm a big sports nut, I'll make that very clear. But when it comes to playing them online or gaming, I'm like, ugh, no. Just, no. Not for me, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, uh, for me, it's a relaxing game. Uh, NHL 24 is sit on the couch, play one game, win or lose, and then just carry on with my life. 20, 30 minutes of my life is gone. It's... I, I can't use sports games like a lot of people do where they, you know, they get the, uh, you know, what do they call loot box packs and oh, God, develop no, their fantasy teams, you know, kiss their cousins, you know, all that stuff sports fans do. Kiss their cousins. <laughs> Especially those quick. American football fans. Oh, yeah, they're out there kissing cousins. First cousins as well. You can't get away oh, with it. Oh, deeper south you go, that cousin part changes to sister. <laughs> I watch too much TV. The best racing or sports game. Forza Motorsports. F1 23. EA FC 24. NHL 24. And the best game is, because I'm Canadian, NHL 24. And that's it. There is nothing good about it. It is a generic EA, you know, shovelware game, annualized sports game where they just copy and paste last year's, update some numbers, and then push it out again. That's all sports games that. are nowadays. I haven't played Could've a hockey game. probably said Forza, but you know what? Xbox doesn't deserve any praise today. No, it gets nothing. Like, I've played a hockey game since a Mega Drive game. Like, and literally, this is like, like 20, 30 years since I've played... And hockey game. Oh no, I played Wayne Gretzky on the N64. That's how long it's been. 
Oh, I might have to get you to review uh, NHL tw uh, oh, NHL um, 94 there soon. Which hang on, let, I, I, it's just we Google. Oh, it's just please be the one that I used to play NHL 94. Oh, it was my... the best one. You know what? That was a game. The, the NHL 94 is the game that oh, is the no, reason it wasn't me and my that brother one. can't play video games together or even watch hockey together. Oh, which was the one which was packed with Madden? Oh. There was one packed with Madden? Yeah, I had one on the Mega Drive and it was packed with both of them. Hmm. Mega Drive. Again, we're going on a side note here, I don't care. Uh, it was, oh, it was just called EA Hockey. It was just called EA Hockey. I don't know what game year that was. No, oh, who knows? Uh, it could be any year because they're, they're, they don't update that much year over year. It's usually like every five years they'll get some big makeover. Oh, it's the first one. EA Hockey was the first one. No, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Right, so, sorry, tangent, but that's, yeah, we'll do NHL hockey one day. You can have that just because you're Canadian. <laughs> Goddamn uh, straight. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has little things they do wrong. Sometimes, you know, it's a big mistake. Sometimes a little one, but you can always do your best, apologize, and come back with. 23-3 had some big fuck-ups this year. I had some fuck-ups because I can't pronounce things. That's why this show barely gets edited. But I decided to go back and see who was the biggest fuck-up of the year. Who's even going to come back for them? Oh, yeah, there's um, some monumental fuck-ups on this list. And uh, it's pretty bad when you're a video game and you make the list. Fuck-up of... Uh, nominate Nominations for fuck-up of the year. Danny... You trying oh. to do this twice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not editing that. I'm leaving that. That's good. <laughs> Danny, allowing Captain N to alter the Discord. The completionist scam charity. E3 being cancelled. The entirety of the game that is Forspoken. And the winner of the fuck-up of the year is... Pins and Needles. <laughs> the completionist scamming charity yes i don't know if you've seen the news he's oh it's dodgy he is scam charity he has kept a lot of money he has told a lot of lies it's not good and it's not just like a few thousand it's over six hundred thousand dollars and we haven't even got to the bottom of it all it's it's disgusting yeah, I... in my opinion yeah, it's a way to ruin your reputation really quick is, you know, screw over a charity there, especially people giving money with the idea that it is going to charity because, you know, they, they think they're doing something good here and they find out that it's for nothing. Yeah, they find out it's just going to a pot and then you just come up with this excuse of why it's not going anywhere. And look, we will never do that on this show because we do have our own charity show we work with, but it would just be going straight to them. And we've paid the first lot and eventually every year we'll be going straight to them. But it's... It's just disgusting, and I just I can't condone it anyway. And he will always like he'll probably win next year's award because I might just get a fuck up again. Yeah, and the worst part is he gave so little of that money they had to put the cancer back into the kids. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> there you go. Well, technically it's dementia, so he has to redimension people. There you go, adults. Oh, Have that's right. They don't even know they're getting the money anyways. They forgot about it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, he gave dementia <laughs> to kids. There's, there's, oh, fuck, imagine that. There's a lawsuit coming my way. All right. One of my favorite genres of video games is RPGs. 
and 2023 produced so many RPGs. We were lit. Oh god, we were just full from them. Just them alone, I think. Oh yeah, it's been uh, definitely a good year for the RPG fan. It's literally, you can sit there. Like, RPGs alone can take 40 to 200 hours if you're playing, like, something like Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles. But there were so many good ones that you didn't even know what we going to... It's like part... You get a huge spread on a dinner. It's like, what do I start to eat first? That's how I felt when it came to the RPG pile this year. Oh, yeah, and... Uh... Uh, there's been all different types of RPGs too. So it's not just like the classic turn-based J- uh, Japanese RPG. You've had action RPGs in Final Fantasy 16. Uh, you've had uh, Starfield, which, you know, counts as an RPG, but it's a first-person action one. You know, Octopath Traveler using that 2.5 HD style and a remake in the second story R for Star Ocean as well. I mean, like, it's just been all over the spectrum. Now, I decided that Captain N could have... He wanted to do his own little ones. And I thought, yeah, go for it. You could have some of your own ones. And because I can't say I've played all of these. but So some of these are Captain N's. And I agree with some of them. I may not agree with others. But well, the first yeah, one we're going to do let, is the best RPG of 2023. Now, this is a Captain N one. Because I've not played all of these yet. But his nominations. And you can go forward with this, sir. First up, Starfield. Sea of Stars. Final Fantasy XVI. Octopath Traveler 2. Star Ocean, the second story R. And Captain N, you can go forward with this one. And the winner is, obviously, Sea of Stars, the indie RPG with the composer from Chrono Trigger. Yes, Sea of famously said I like. Sea of Star, yeah, you famously say you do like that game. I wonder if you've done that episode. Sea of Star, I, I've started playing that. I just kind of got distracted. But I, I'm, I'm still on Final Fantasy XVI, and I haven't started Octopath Traveler 2. So they'd be my three. But I know a lot of hype went into Sea of Stars. And oddly enough, the completionist was in that. <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah, they had to patch them out. <laughs> but you were like, yeah, you're a big fan of Sea of Stars. Have you finished it? Yeah, I have finished it, and then I did the after credits stuff and finished it a second time, and it was just mind-blowing. It was a really, really well-done RPG, and the studio is actually here in Canada, so, you know, double bonus supporting Canadian uh, content and playing a great game. Oh, props to them. Like, I, I will hopefully, I, I will do a review of all of those games, uh, but yeah, at the moment, I'm not at that stage. Get on it, Danny. 2024 is the year of Sea of Stars. It probably will be. So this is a very quick one. This is going to be just simply who we think is the best console of the year. And in my opinion, best console of the year has been... The PlayStation 5. Simple reason, it's been whacking out bangers left, right, center. You look at so many games on this list. Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man 2... Um, or the, the Street Fighter Street Fighter 6 as well, but that was on every console. Um, Resident Evil 4. They've got so many unique games. God of War. They've been doing so well. They've been smashing it out the park. I, 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 this is only going to be a stronger year for them because Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth is coming for that as well. It's just going to be such a good year for PlayStation. Yeah, and... PlayStation 5's been the console I've played the most throughout 2023. It's uh, their exclusives that really, really make the console worth the money that you pay for it. And the games that are on both Xbox and PlayStation, I find are better on PlayStation anyways. They, they are. 
they are and that leads us actually quite quickly into the worst console of the year because yes whereas there's a winner there is also the loser and as captain n probably hinted at there the worst console of the year has been xbox sadly why would you play xbox i know it's got game pass which is great but it doesn't have the exclusives it doesn't it's not pulling them in yeah, it's got Starfield. It, it has some good exclusive. Like, Force is a great racing game. Hi-Fi mm -hmm. Rush was fantastic at the beginning of the year, but then they fucked up with Redfall, and then Starfield yep. didn't live up to the hype. And uh, yeah. It's just, I have a Series X sitting there, and I th don't think I've turned it on in over three or four months now. Yeah, if my wife didn't play Game Pass, I would have canceled it. And that's the thing. It's a scare. Like I want Xbox to do well. I want Microsoft to get better because if you have better exclusives, that means everybody else has to get better because you're fighting for these things. But if Sony are just going to piss it and just win, then you worry about the quality of gaming going forward. But Microsoft just cannot get the exclusives because everybody is going to Sony. And that's just the way it's going to be. Like The Last of Us, that's going to be going to Sony. They're going to miss out. The Last on of Us was created by Sony. Exactly. This is an exclusive for them where Microsoft just can't, cannot do it. Like They're going to have to do something like not give Elder Scrolls to, or just keep COD, keep Call of Duty. That's what they're going to have to do eventually, but you just can't see it happening. If they keep Call of Duty at this point, they'll never be able to buy a major studio again. Nope. I don't nope. think the FCC would allow them. Oh, no chance. No chance if they kept Call of Duty, but you never know. They might do it and just see, ah, what's done now, it's ours. Oh, yeah, that or they'll drop the name Call of Duty from the title and be just like uh, Modern Warfare was. It's just Modern Warfare. So, oh, yeah, we promised you the Call of Duties, but this one's not called that. It's called Modern Warfare. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. That is a very good point. Well, let's see. What, I'd be interested to see what Microsoft are going to do in the next year. Yeah, so they got to do something because, you know, 2022 and 2023 were very embarrassing years for them. Yeah, correct. And... There have been some embarrassing moments for this podcast as well because I've had to play some absolute stinkers. We've played some great games and played some stinkers. But sometimes, just because I play a stinker or even I play a great game, it can result in an absolutely fantastic episode. And there have been some games which people have been wondering, when's this coming? When's this episode coming? So we decided to do an award for the most anticipated episode to be released. And the nominations for this are Breath of Fire 1. Sonic Final Fantasy 7 and Wonder Boy and Monster World and the answer to this one the winner of the most anticipated episode to be released is Breath of Fire 1 for the Super Nintendo which was done with yours truly Captain N oh yeah this, we did that in 2022 I think that was one of the first ones I did with you it was one of the first ones and I'm going to be releasing that on episode 102 it will be, Ooh, no, geez. 104. So 104. Oh, it will be the two-year anniversary of the show. It is going to be our two-year anniversary episode. So I am looking wholeheartedly for that to be released. So that's coming out in four weeks' time. And oh, my God. <laughs> it was a fun, fun conversation, that's for sure. It was a fun. And I was a lot nicer on it than you were. So I think people will enjoy it. I think people will enjoy it because it is a good fun. And it was like kind of really where the start of our relationship was, the start of our friendship. And yeah. <laughs> when we mutually hate something together, we grow closer. We grow, our bond goes stronger. <laughs> As being a podcast, one of the ways I try and generate income is through Patreon subscribers. 
I like to think I give my subscribers something for their money. I give them an extra show every week and the chance to message on me. Message on me? Matt's not really making sense, but they get to message... message on you. Yeah, you'll... <laughs> We're not editing that either, but they can message this me directly. Yeah, this is turning into a different type of award show. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Need that jazz music be playing, <laughs> good old '90s jazz music. But hey, how the page doing? How you don't start? <laughs> but sometimes, like as I love my Patreon members, I really do. I think they're absolutely great, and they have provided me hours of entertainment. And I always some some of them are becoming really, really good friends of mine. But unfortunately, there's always one. There's always one Patreon who has to ruin it for the rest. So we decided. I'm going to do our little award for the worst Patreon of the year, and, and here then you pick four of us. And yeah, the, yeah, then I picked, and I had the chance I picked four of you because that's quite <laughs> easy to do. Here are the nominations for the worst Patreon: Captain N, Chris Copeland, Raging Demon, Dave McGee, and the winner of the worst Patreon is. Chris Scott Lane from the Retro Hangover podcast. There's your plug. Because the simple <laughs> reason... Well, there's a simple reason why he wins this one. And there's one simple reason alone. Yes, I know he does do a lot for the channel. I have to say, because he helps out. He's on a lot of time. Because the fucking Satin Smut Squad. You bastard. That's the only reason. Because of your love for the freaking Saturn console and how you've invaded it. Absolutely disgraceful. Horrible human being. I don't know why you're friends with him, Captain N. Oh, he's a wonderful person because, you know, I kind of collaborate with him for this whole Saturn thing just, just to poke at you a little bit. And it's all worth it because I didn't win the award. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't win the award because you have the power to destroy the Discord at any moment <laughs> you want. And as a bit of an added bonus, Chris was contacted because he couldn't be here today and he sent his message of congratulations. Oh. oh my thank you oh my thank you for this copies this I'm so shocked I I, I don't know what to say this oh, this is incredible I wow when I heard that I was up for worst patron of the year, I, I didn't know what to think. I mean, could I compete? I helped promote the show when I could. I went on episodes when offered. And I contribute to every single topic that is offered every week over on Patreon. The 16 bits of nonsense. The uh, survivor die and... The, the, just your thoughts on the general episode. I, I gave it my all, but I, you know what? I, I must've done something terrible. I must've just made Danny's world awful. And to that, I, I take some great pleasure in because I mean, I guess I wasn't competing, but I guess I enjoyed competing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I thought I just couldn't compete. Pete, I couldn't keep pace with everybody else. They were trying so hard. I, I, I don't know. But now that I've won this copies, I've realized that I am that guy. 
Hell, I can't even give this reward to the person that gave this to me. And that says a lot. I must really turn him off to that degree. Like really, really, really make him, make him pissed, make him cross. It's just, it's, it's amazing that I could do that. There are people that come on his show and aren't patrons, never support him, at least publicly, have entire podcasts modeled after them and get way more love. I mean, I'd name names, but I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, this is a great honor being named the worst patron, and I hope to continue winning this award for as long as it's a category. From establishing this Saturn smut squad, the praise Saturn channel, and constantly bringing Saturn to the forefront, I know I did everything I could for this. Thank you so much to Sekata Sanshiro. Without him, who knows if this award would be possible. And thank you, Danny. I am looking forward to a fantastic 2024 for Retro Wars. Much love. In all seriousness, you're doing a great job. And I look forward to everything that we can do together this year and giving you more help. Take care. Twenty twenty three has been an absolute great year for gaming, but twenty twenty four could be even bigger. There have been so many games we've seen on trailers. I've been able to get my hands on a few of them, such as Tekken Eight, which I got to play early. But there are others as well that I have been so excited, and I cannot wait for their release. The question is, like for you, Captain, and which one are you wait looking forward to? Oh, there's a, there's definitely a couple I've seen some trailers for, uh, but. The one I'm waiting for the most, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same one everybody's waiting for, and sure as shit, I have plans that weekend it comes out, so that'd be Final Fantasy Rebirth, and I'm going to play the absolute shit out of that game. I will 100% that game, I guarantee it. Yeah, and we're going to go through those nominations now, and I wonder which one's going to be. The nominations for the most anticipated game of 2024 are... Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Tekken 8. Dragon Dogma 2. Black Myth Wukong. And the winner is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Come on, it's an easy one. It's probably the easiest one we're going to give all day. It's. Oh, yeah, I've already pre ordered the game, and I don't like pre ordering games. Yeah, I've got it pre-ordered as well. I my, my in-law said, oh, we'll buy you any game you want for Christmas. I was like, fuck, get it now, done. It was the, the, <laughs> <laughs> and I even finished my sentence and it was pre-ordered. I, I cannot wait for this game. And I think, as we talked about it soon in episode 100, it, both me and Mr. Blank are looking forward to this because the story's going to divulge, go in the way we don't know where it's going to go. So everybody See, is going to be... Oh, that on. was the beauty of the remake, is it, it left the story open because you know the whole thing about final fantasy 7 and this is you know the spoiler if you haven't played this 20 some odd year old game mm. is Aerith dies mm -hmm. but since fate is being challenged we don't know if she's going to die in the the second installment of the remake nope so that's massive that is i don't think people realize how big that is because Aerith's death is considered one of the shocking moments in gaming so yeah it's gonna so be interesting to see what they do with that Good on Square for leaving it in a way that kind of doesn't answer the question before you even get the game started. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the, the anticipation's there, and everyone's going to be like, don't go, I'm not going on social media for days until I actually get the ant, until I play it. It's not happening at all. Every year, sadly, there are people we do lose in the gaming industry, and it's a sad time. We can't be here forever on this planet. It's a time when we have to look back and respect those who have fallen, who have left us, and we remember the good times we have them. And Captain N has put together a little something for them. Retro Wars would like to take this moment to recognize video game consoles that'll never get a game reviewed. The Sega Saturn. Thank you very much. Now every afternoon in a while, game developers are kind of stuck with what they're going to do. So they decide to go back to the bin and go and go, well, what, what game worked? What game was there? We're kind of struggling here. And this is a time when we get remakes and remasters. When they can look at games in yonder past and wonder... Well, with modern day graphics, can we make it better? And oh boy, did we get a lot of remakes and remasters this year. Yeah, and I'm not always a huge fan of the remakes and remasters, but uh, actually the remasters are the ones that irk me the most. When you take a game that's popular and you remake it and you kind of use the modern technology just to make it out of this world, then yeah, it's definitely worth the full price tag. Best remake or remaster. The nominations for this are Resident Evil 4, Metroid Prime, Dead Space, Like a Dragon Ishin, and Advance Wars Boot Camp. And the winner is Resident Evil 4. Well, well come on. no duh. Well, no duh. And Metroid Prime <laughs> and Dead Space, fantastic, but Resident Evil 4, no duh. It was going to be an easy one because, again, they. They rebuilt everything with that game, and it is just... Mwah. It's not to say any other games on this list are bad. They are all fantastic games. Like, I have loved them all. I have not played Like a Dragon, but I have had so much fun with the others. But again, Resident Evil 4 has been is top tier. Like, you cannot... Like, you cannot be beaten. It's just superb. Yeah, and it... Um... Again, it, its hype is just out of this world right now. I can't believe that a game that's a remake of something so old has basically topped so many uh, Game of the Year lists this year. I, I wouldn't expect a remake to normally do that. Mm, mm. Yeah, I know. I definitely agree with you. It's been, it's been an interesting one, and this remake has just been so good. Like, there's always a worry when you do a remake if, if you're going to make it worse and it's not going to live up to the hype of the previous one. But oh my god, from the first trailer. Everyone went, no, this wins. This is what exactly what it is. And they Capcom delivered. And they're slowly becoming Cap God all over again. Now, my other favorite type of genre of gaming is fighting games. I love them. They have been my jam since Street Fighter back in the day. Street Fighter 2 back in the day. And I, anytime a good Street Fighter or a good Mortal Kombat comes up, I love to get my hands on it. And 2023 was no obsession. Uh, no, no obsession? No obsession? What's the word? No... Exception. I can't think of the word. 
Exception. There we go. That's why I have a co-host because I can't get my words out sometimes. So thank you very much. Because 2022 and 2021 were dominated by Smash Brothers. Not this time. It's out the list. It's out the list. And we're talking mainly about other games. But unfortunately, it's not really your jam, is it, Captain? No. When I was young, Street Fighter 2, the arcade cabinet was just uh, so much fun. Like, we just had so many good times in that cabinet. And then I played um, Bloody Roar was the game that actually oh, made me hate fighting games. <laughs> and I that was my first instance of ever rage quitting a video game so bad that I snapped the disc in half. So wow. Since wow. then I have just stayed away from fighting games. That is that's hardcore. Jesus. You just Oh yeah, because I, I couldn't even afford to replace it. Wow, that is that's harsh. That's <laughs> Oh, I'll have to let our fighting game guru, Raging Demon, know because he'll do Bloody Roar <laughs> and just have fun with that one. Oh, oh, poor that, poor Bloody Roar. Oh yeah, it, it it was a terrible game. Probably really good if you're good at it, but terrible for me. Best fighting game. The nominations are Street Fighter Six, Mortal Kombat One, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. EA Sports UFC 5 WWE 2K23 And the winner is Street Fighter 6 Yes, Street Fighter 6 is back on the agenda It has done what Street Fighter 5 could not do And actually produce a really good game at launch It's awesome The art style is incredible The, the direction they've gone in that kind of jazzy thing It's kind of looked at Street Fighter 3 And gone, how can we make this a really incredible game How can we emulate you And they have done it and it has hit the road. It is pooed over Mortal Kombat 6, so Mortal Kombat 1. The only one which might be able to stand up to it is possibly Tekken 8 coming up soon. But otherwise, it's going to be a long time until Street Fighter 6 has taken off its throne. Yeah, street, uh, fighting games are boring to me, so I'm not going to comment on this. Oh, look at me slap the other big muscly guy. Oh, he's not wearing a shirt. Look at him slap. I slap you. I slap you again. I slap, I slap, I slap. Now, one of the games which well, is probably as old as old as, as old as time has been the platformer. We all know it from the Mario days. And they've been getting better and better and better. Now, platforming, I think, really came back in last year because you had Mario and Sonic at each other's throats once again, which was great because that was like my 90s childhood revived once more. Yeah, and Sonic really spent the last few years defending Mario's boot with his throat. <laughs> I will defend you. <laughs> <laughs> what has Sonic brought out that Mario hasn't absolutely trounced? Oh, oh so cool. I've just got this image now of him. <laughs> I'll block with my throat. No, it's true. Sonic gets shit on by everything, doesn't he? Like this. Oh, poor Sonic. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's already dead. You have some great movies. He does. Sonic has some great movies. Is better. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> uh... The Best Platformer Award. And the nominations are Disney Illusion Island. Mario Brothers Wonder. Hi-Fi Rush. Pizza Tower. And Humanity. And the winner is Mario Brothers Wonder. It's, yeah, I've, you can... Yeah, I've, I've only played a little bit of this game, but it was just this 
Mario, when they do platforming well, they do platforming well, and this is what this game is. Yeah, it's like, and I've, I haven't played much of it at all because, again, it's been in the backlog, but when I played the demo at PAX and I had that hour to play with it, fucking hell, it was just so much fun. I was like, was blown away. It's standard Mario. If you've got a good Mario game with a good idea, great. And the fact they put the Wonder Seeds in there, I was like, that's so much fun. That is so much fun. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Hey, it's oh. a game I like picked up, played once, put down, but again, uh, it's on my short list of games to complete before the uh, first quarter of 2024 is up. Yeah, I'll be on I'll be on Mario soon. I'll be definitely on Mario. I'm really looking forward to playing it, and it's on my Switch. And I think that's the best... Well, it's the only way to play it, but I, I think it's a perfect pick-up-and-go game rather than a sit-down TV. Like I'm actually looking forward as well for when Hiccups is a little bit older because she's starting to understand gaming now. And I know she'll want to play Mario together, and I cannot wait. And this will be one of her first games she plays. Oh, just be careful. Don't get her addicted to Roblox, otherwise oh. you'll never see her again. Nope, she's not allowed to play that. No, yeah, no, no, I, no, no. I have a son somewhere in the house. He uh, he played <laughs> Roblox once, and that's it. That's his life. <laughs> it's his life. <laughs> He's dead to me now. He's oh, dead yeah, no. to me. He goes to his room, him and his friends hop on Google Meet there or whatever they use for school, and then they just sit there and laugh their fool heads off and play the uh, very poor graphic to game Roblox. Oh god, no. Unfortunately the youngs don't the youngins don't understand. They've got no idea, do they? They're all no. wankers. wankers. He has access to almost every video game in the history of video games and he plays the dumbest one I can think of. I know. Children just don't know. They're just stupid. Yeah. I have to give up my uh, best or world's greatest father mug because of it. <laughs> you failed. You failed him. You have failed. <laughs> now, gaming has developed in a way which tries to get our senses going ooh, and keeps us on edge at all times. And that's where the action game kicks in. They have been around now since the Zelda times and they have been getting predominantly better and better and better when trying to keep you on edge and on your toes and never knowing what's going to be coming forward. And out of all our categories, this is the biggest one. There were so many games to choose from, we couldn't work out actually what should go in this panel and not. So I think we ended up with nearly like 10 nominations for this one. Oh yeah, with the current landscape, uh, a lot of games are classified as action games. Uh, whether it's a 3D sandbox game or if it's a uh, on-the-rail shooter, there it, it's an action game through and through. So it's just how the game itself actually uh, you know, plays whether it's an action RPG or an action adventure, whatever you want to call it. The best action game. The nominations are Armored Core 6, Hi-Fi Rush, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Spider-Man 2, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, Alan Wake 2, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Metroid Prime Remastered, and the Resident Evil 4 Remake. And the winner is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Well done, Legend of Zelda. It is a good game. Um, definitely got overshadowed this year, but for the amount of time I put into it, I think I put over 200 hours into the Legend wow. of Zelda Breath of the Wild and about 190 into this one. Yeah, it's it's a huge game. Like I, I bought... Do you know what I bought recently? I bought the, a thick guidebook a hardback guidebook which i've not done in years i have not bought a guidebook in so long i used to do it all the time but it was like half price I was like oh why not 
And Legend of Zelda The Breath of the Wild was a huge game, agreed. I spent a massive amount of time on this, but this is like three times the size. So this is yeah, incredibly so big. so much more to do. And it's like, you can make a fucking Gundam, for God's sake. You can make a Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you need Building to do? things was fun. Like, it, this game was so big, I actually, uh, I got right up to Ganon, and instead of beating him, I went back out of the back out into the overworld there and started playing and doing other stuff again until I actually got bored of playing this game. Yeah, so which I've would never have finished it, but I've done pretty much everything you can do in this game. That's quite impressive. That's that is quite impressive. Like I'm still baby step. Like I've done I've done quite about twenty hours, I think. Uh, but I'll be back into it again soon. Again, I used to play it all the time when I was on the train or the first one on the train. It was great. Uh, but again, other things have taken my time up. But I will be playing this again soon, and I am looking forward to jumping back into Hyrule and getting this done. I really am. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a game I'll pick up again in the future when uh, I finally run out of things to play, you know, in about 2092. And here we are, the final award of the night. This is the one we've all been waiting for. It is where we talk about the game of the year. There's been so many good games this year, so it was impossible to whittle this list down to just a few gems. But, I mean, some games hadn't even made the uh, the official, I guess you can call them, list, like Hogwarts Legacy there. Mm. There was this was when anyone says that 2023 was not a good year for gamers, I think it's one of the one of the best year. Oh, one of the best year for gamers. is going down as one of the best. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, the best year for gamers, not for game de- designers, unfortunately, uh, due yeah. to the cuts. But oh my god, as a gamer, you got your fill. You got your fill completely. I, just... well, I think it's a result of that uh, kind of the COVID period there. Those two years where people couldn't be in office or like working together, and things kind of got slowed down as they figured out how the work from home model happened, and it's all just flooding out now. Yeah, yeah, and it's all just coming out now, and it's worked because wow, we were given our dinner, and we're still we we're, we're full, but we still want more. That's, that's unless the best you're an way. Xbox user, in which case you kind of got you know the uh, little charcuterie board there, but it was all like <laughs> six weeks old. Oh, poor Xbox, poor Xbox. They have this moldy cheese, or we're gonna call an exclusive. Hey, we bought Bethesda, <laughs> one of the best game studios in the world, and they underdelivered on one of their biggest promises. Yeah, don't expect Starfield on this list. And let's get into that list, shall we, for the Game of the Year. And the nominations for Game of the Year are... Baldur's Gate 3. Resident Evil 4. Alan Wake 2. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Mario Brothers Wonder. And Spider-Man 2. Obviously, I've just nicked the list... That was on the Game of the Year awards. So, the winner of my Game of the Year is... Drumroll. Resident Evil 4. Yes, Sword Baldur's Gate 3. I've never even played it, so I can't even comment. But Resident Evil 4 was a fantastic game. It blew me away with how one of the best games ever made could be made even better. It made me shit myself. It made me have to change my playstyle completely because the old strategy didn't work anymore. But it was a breath, you know, I was gonna say a breath of fresh air. It really was. It was great, and I had so much fun playing it. You have you played it yet, my friend? No, it's a. Uh, I'm not a big Resident Evil fan, and it's on my list now because everybody has told me how good it is. So I'm definitely gonna pick it up in 2024 when I have a moment to sit down. 
and play something new. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been winning a lot of awards and getting a lot of praise. It has, and yes, when you when we have time, when you have time, you will enjoy yourself, and then you will message me and go, "Oh my god, this game is so good." And that is it. That is it for the first Copies Awards of 2024. It has been an absolute pleasure, and I hope you back home have had a great time listening. And Captain N, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. It has been a pleasure. Well, I, I was free because the Blankies did not accept my offer to host theirs, so I had time. <laughs> Yes, that's why. That's why you come here. If you can't get entry into the Blanky Awards, you can come here for the copies. We'll always be here for you. But we'll be here next year <laughs> and maybe with even some more stupid categories. But until then, I've been Danny. This has been Captain N. Thank you very much for listening. And I will see you all next time for episode 100 coming out in a few days with said Mr. Adam Blank for Final Fantasy 7. But I'll see you all then. And make sure you also tune into Retrotopia for Sam and for Brian, a.k.a. Captain N. It's a great time. But you all take care of yourself. Bye-bye.